Greetings, everyone. I'm your host, Kyla, and you're tuned into The State of Health, where we discuss the latest and most noteworthy topics in medicine and healthcare. Today, we will be delving into transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR for short, in low-risk patients at five years. Be sure to check out our website at stateofhealth.care for more updates and details about our YouTube channel, newsletter, and publication. Welcome back to The State of Health. In this episode, we're taking a closer look at TAVR, an increasingly popular alternative to surgery for treating patients with severe, symptomatic aortic stenosis. While TAVR has shown promising results in intermediate or high-risk patients, we're focusing today on its impact on low-risk patients. Our discussion is largely based on the five-year outcomes of the placement of aortic transcatheter valves trial, also known as Partner 3. Let's begin with understanding the structure of the study. Patients with severe symptomatic aortic stenosis and classified as low surgical risk were divided randomly into two treatment groups. One group underwent TAVR, while the other had traditional surgery. The primary endpoint was a combination of death, stroke, or rehospitalization related to the valve, the procedure, or heart failure. The secondary endpoint encompassed death and various types of stroke, along with the number of rehospitalization days. These factors were tracked over five years using a win ratio analysis. Now let's move on to the results. Of the 1,000 patients who participated in the study, 503 underwent TAVR and 497 had surgery. Among these, a component of the primary endpoint occurred in 111 of the 496 patients in the TAVR group and in 117 of the 454 patients in the surgery group. This translates to 22.8% in the TAVR group and 27.2% in the surgery group, The difference of minus 4.3 percentage points is within the 95% confidence interval, indicating no statistical significance. Examining the individual components of the primary endpoint, we find the following proportions. Death occurred in 10.0% of the TAVR group and 8.2% in the surgery group. Stroke was experienced by 5.8% of the TAVR group and 6.4% of the surgery group, and rehospitalization was needed for 13.7%, and 17.4% of the respective groups. The performance of the valve was similar in both groups, with 12.8 millimeter of mercury in the TAVR group and 11.7 millimeter of mercury in the surgery group. Bioprosthetic valve failure occurred in 3.3% of the TAVR group and 3.8% of the surgery group. So what's our takeaway from this study? After closely monitoring the Partner 3 trial for five years, We've gained significant insights into how TAVR and surgery compare for treating patients with severe symptomatic aortic stenosis, who are considered low risk. Our findings suggest that the rates of death stroke or rehospitalization, the primary composite endpoints, were quite similar in both the TAVR and surgery groups. The individual components of these primary endpoints, including death, disabling stroke, non-disabling stroke, and rehospitalization, also showed similar incidence rates in the two groups. The durability of the aortic valve seemed to be comparable for both groups after five years. Interestingly, there were a few secondary endpoints where the groups diverged. Atrial fibrillation and bleeding were less frequent in the TAVR group, while paravalvular aortic regurgitation, valve thrombosis, and pacemaker implantation were less common in the surgery group. From a functional and health status perspective, both groups demonstrated comparable outcomes. The New York Heart Association functional class, Kansas City, cardiomyopathy questionnaire overall summary score, and the percentage of patients who were alive and well at five years were similar in both groups. Our analysis implies that TAVR could potentially serve as a viable alternative to surgery for treating severe, symptomatic aortic stenosis in low-risk patients. This has the potential to revolutionize this area of healthcare, 
fostering more widespread acceptance of TAVR. However, it is crucial to remember that each patient's case is unique, and the choice of treatment should always be tailored to the individual's specific health condition and risk factors. While this study has provided valuable insights, we anticipate further research. The participants in this trial will be tracked for a total of 10 years, offering more insights into the long-term durability and efficacy of both TAVR and surgical bioprosthetic valves. Anyways, friends, that is going to do it for today's State of Health. If you enjoyed this, please do me such a huge favor. Click those like and subscribe buttons, and if you're listening as a podcast, go consider leaving a review or a five-star rating. Don't forget to check out stateofhealth.care for more relevant medical news and content. Until next time, keep your curiosity peaked and your stethoscope close.